Welcome to the suburbs with Andy and Greg. Valentine's is around the corner. It is. Uh, do you guys celebrate Valentine's Day? Not so much. No, we don't either. Yeah. When we first started dating, and I was naive, I think my wife saw that inside all of the boyish, ridiculous stuff that I was at the time was a guy that had potential to evolve into something that might be something. My dad has still not figured that out, whether I have or not, but... She saw great potential in you. She saw potential. Okay. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to roll the dice. Yeah. We did go do a Valentine dinner one time. And she already knew this. And I, of course, was a total buffoon. So I had no idea that the menu is limited and twice as expensive and the waiting list is long. And so after that, we just kind of bagged it. There were years in a row where we've got the KitchenAid mixer with the different attachments. Oh, really? Yes. Port and starboard attachments, as SpongeBob has on his spatula. So we made sausage, like a couple of years in a row, which has interesting connotations for Valentine's Day. We're just going to leave that one alone. Are we? Okay. You had my mind wandering on attachments. <laughs> and now you're talking about sausage. Yeah. And so we ground meat with the KitchenAid mixer, had the casings. TMI. Is it? <laughs> Sorry. Very yummy. We made brats. Did she relish that? <laughs> My grandmother was in the hospital, and the doctor told us she was terminal and had days to live. She went from coming over to our house for dinner to being terminal with days to live like that. And so Scott... Ten-page letter Scott. Ten-page letter Scott... Goes to the hospital to see her because he used to go down to the farm all the time with me. And she said, hey, I suppose you've heard. And he said, yeah, you only have days to live. Well, she didn't know that. Oops. <laughs> and my dad grabbed him by the ear and pulled him outside of her hospital room <laughs> to give him a verbal 10-page letter. Maybe he thought, have you heard the new Foreigner CD? <laughs> yeah, and I got blamed for that. He's like, you're always honest with her. I figured you'd told her. Not that one. That? How honest do you take it? I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say, hey, you only have a couple of days. Do you ever say that to somebody? Would you say that to somebody? Probably not, no. No matter what. Right. Give them a little bit of hope. <laughs> or none. Until they're just pining for the fjords. I mean, to this day, if you went to his house and asked him about that one, he would blame me. So you say Scott would blame you for global warming, world hunger, and your dad's lecture. Right. So I was driving home from the last mom duty, and I got pulled over. Uh-oh. Was it the DNR? No, it was not. It was... Real police. Well, kind of. Okay. <laughs> so I was on I-69, which goes from Indianapolis up to Michigan uh, through Fort Wayne and everything, and I was in Gas City. Oh, sure. I was going to get gas in Gas City. That's all you can do. Or you could get a Starbucks. Do they have orange milkshakes? At the Starbucks? I don't know. I don't even know if they have pumpkin spice latte now. I don't. They probably don't. <laughs> the season's over. It's Valentine's Day. Come on. Right. What flavor would that be? Sausage. <laughs> it was night, and I wasn't going to stop at Starbucks. At the bottom of the ramp, there's a light, and I'm turning right 
so you can turn right on red. And I'm trying to decide which gas station do I want to go to. It's Gas City. I'm sure there's hundreds. <laughs> there are. Lined up. <laughs> and I look to the left, and there's the bridge for the interstate. And on the other side of the bridge is an oncoming car. It's not the interstate. You're not doing 85. Right. And so I kind of do a coasting stop. Rolling stop. At rolling stop. Continue on my way and go to the gas station on the other side of the Starbucks. It's a right-hand turn. I turn right. I pull into the pump. I get out of the vehicle. I do the credit card, put the nozzle in, and a cop pulls right in front of me, like, blocking me. I looked at him, like, puzzled, like, do you have the right guy? <laughs> I'm just, I'm going on about my business. I have no idea why he's there. Maybe he's looking for the other Greg Phelps. Maybe he is. That, that's that's a thought. And he rolls down his window and he goes, you rolled through that red light. I'm not even thinking about the one at the bottom of the ramp. I've got this totally baffled look on my face. And he goes, you did. You did. I'm telling you. And he looks like Thad Mata. Oh. <laughs> I'm still like puzzled. Like, why are you here? And, and I go, red light. And he goes, you did. Just, you did. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I did. I'm trying to figure out what red light you're talking about. I'm pumping gas now. I, that's like in my history. <laughs> Which red light? I have very limited memory at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Me and goldfish are like neck and neck. <laughs> I mean, I was on the interstate. There aren't red lights. Then I'm not on the interstate, and now I'm at the gas station. What red light are you talking about? At the bottom of the ramp, you rolled through that light. And I said, oh, okay. And I've got my AirPods in because I was talking on the phone about dad dying, mom dying. And I said, okay. And he said, look, you got to pay attention when you're driving. And I said, I've got a lot on my mind. I've got two parents dying and, a, and somebody pregnant. I thought I was paying attention. You're telling me I wasn't, so I'll pay better attention. And he goes, yeah, because us old people need to pay attention to the road so that these young kids don't wreck into them. And he, like, points over at his partner who's on the computer and looks up like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd that come from? <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, who you calling old? <laughs> But them's fighting words, all right? I might not look like I'm 30, but I feel like I'm 30. So you might feel old. I don't. Now I'm going to argue with you. It has nothing to do with the light. <laughs> Gloves are off. <laughs> you calling old. Ding, 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 ding. Round one. <laughs> Greg gets tased. <laughs> I just kind of shook it off, and he said, have a great evening. Have a good weekend. And I reach in and shake his hand and they speed off and i pump gas so no harm no foul we've cataloged the number of times i've been pulled over that's only the second time i've ever not gotten a ticket wow it was your lucky day it was it's time to play the lottery <laughs> <laughs> years ago i was with a buddy of mine who had a smoky in the bandit firebird you know black with the gold firebird on the hood yes we were going to lebanon because my friend jack was a radio engineer and we were going to the transmitter up in lebanon to do some maintenance and mm. we were hauling our way up 65 probably going well over 100 oh nice was a semi following you or no police car was oh was it yeah so lights come on okay we pull over and we were literally hauling the mail 
Okay. There was no lifting off the gas pedal <laughs> to pretend you're going at the speed limit. Oh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> you saw that you passed them? They were radaring? Yeah, it was dark, and he was just laying in the grass. That's their favorite thing to do. Jack and I both worked at WFMS at the time, and so we pulled over, we stopped, cop got out, flipped the pad open, started into his diatribe about, you know how fast y'all were going? Mm-hmm. Dialogue back and forth between Jack and the cop. Did Jack say, why, yes, I do? <laughs> I don't remember what he said, but <laughs> he told him what his name was, and he says, from the radio? What? <laughs> Well, yes, it is. Well, I listen to you all the time. What? To this day, I remember Officer Walls was his name. And so Officer Walls let Jack off with a warning, going 100 miles an hour on I-65. Wow. Just remember him saying, from the radio? From the radio. And Jack jumped on that one. Why, yes, it is. Did he hone his AM DJ voice? <laughs> Most FM. FM DJ voice? Probably did. Yeah. I think he even gave him an autograph. <laughs> did he? Oh, that's hilarious. I think I've got an 8x10 glossy in the back seat. Hold on. Can I have your autograph on this ticket? <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. I was working a club in St. Louis. This guy, Jim Gleese, he was headlining. I was featuring... And we were driving home after two shows on Friday, and we're pretty close to the condo. All of a sudden, he does this, patting himself down, Mm -hmm. and he goes, "Ah, I don't have any smokes. Could you go to a gas station and get me some smokes? And I said, the only gas station is behind us. And he said, yeah, I know. Just do a U-turn up here. And I said... U-turns are against the law, you know, here. And he goes, that's okay. If you get a ticket, I'll pay for it. <laughs> I said, okay. So I did a U-turn. Woo! I get pulled over. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> I was stone cold sober. We had just done shows. And the guy said, do you know why I pulled you over? And I said, the U-turn. And he said, yes. Keely and I were dating, and I was driving her forerunner. Couldn't even tell you why. I go into the glove compartment. I get the registration, I hand it to him, and uh, hand him my driver's license, and he said, this isn't your vehicle, and I said, no, it's not, it's my girlfriend's, and he said, okay, so then he thinks I stole it. He also says, how old are you? And I said, I'm 29, and then I go, no, I'm not. I don't know why I even said that. I'm (laughs) 30, (laughs) and he goes, okay, get out of the car. And so I get out of the car. I have to do the whole drunk test. Walking the straight line. Walking the straight line, touching my nose, all of that stuff, which I passed. And thankfully, I have good balance. I don't know what happens. Did you have to do the Macarena? No, I didn't do. No, but I did. Did I have to do the alphabet backwards? That's a fail for me. Sure. I'd be in handcuffs in a minute. Yeah. Z, T, I. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> I go, dude, I'm dyslexic. We have a disconnect with all of those things. Could you do something else? I'm like, that's like. <laughs> yeah, see, that. <laughs> he gave me a ticket. It was over $100. Galise paid for it, and we went on down the road. Did he get his smokes? Yeah. By <laughs> well, that time, he had quit smoking. <laughs> you know, this would be a good time to quit. <laughs> We're going to be here a while. <laughs> then the cops said, so what are you, some sort of a comedian? Yeah, right. Why, yes, I am. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> Tell me a joke. <laughs> okay, Mr. Funny Man. Yeah, my response to that was always pay me. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm a professional. You want me to tell you a joke, pay me. 
hey, you want to come out and see a band? I don't leave the house for less than $300. <laughs> yeah, right. That's exactly it. Uh, Greg, uh, this is Tom Sobel. I was wondering if you were free on Friday night. I've got an opening slot that pays $50. Tom, I'm headlining. Click. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm headlining. I'm not interested in sucking up to you to get out anymore. That's a no for me. So you're talking about a little bit about your comedy career. And what would you say is the highest profile gig you've done? Oh, I did the Murat, 2,500 seats. Did you ever do Letterman? No, I did not do Letterman. Okay, I've been on Letterman. My Letterman experience goes back to 1982. 1982, okay. My first wife and I were in New York City. I had written in to get tickets to the Letterman show. Uh-huh, written in. I did that for the Who concert. <laughs> <laughs> Wrote in for tickets. And I got my tickets, so my grandfather drove us into the city. Okay. To see David Letterman, and it was Albert Brooks and oh. Mary Lou Henner. Uh-huh were the guests god was she in taxi at the time she was and i can't remember if there was a musical guest doesn't matter but it was the thing that's not been if they're not memorable they were not good it was the who i know yeah right <laughs> so schaefer's band alone oh sure world's most dangerous band yeah and so it was the thanksgiving show and they had asked us all to fill out cards when we walked in and they were going to have a gift for a turkey and so at the end of the show, out comes David with the big... I thought you were going to say out was a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave comes out with the big barrel and the big crank and spinning this thing around, da, 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 and stops and sticks his hand in and pulls out a card and he says, George Simons. That's my grandfather. Okay. So he wins the turkey. Okay. So they had said prior to, okay, whoever wins the turkey, we want everybody to get up and leave in disgust. <laughs> So as they announce my grandfather's name, the audience gets up, and here we are climbing over my grandfather <laughs> to get out. <laughs> and the girl that was the Carol Merrill comes up and hands my grandfather this turkey. And so going to commercial break, they show him sitting there with this turkey in his lap and the <laughs> empty audience. Last year, we went and saw comedian Lewis Black, and he slayed the audience for about an hour and a half. And then after the show was over, he said, okay, now we're going to do my web show. People were going to call in and ask him to do improv rants. My dad needs to call him and say, do you need material? <laughs> so he could have called in. <laughs> it would have been beautiful. I, had I known, you should have texted me and said, hey, have your dad call into Lewis Black. I got nuts falling on my driveway. <laughs> oh, man. I was taking him to the hospital. And he was ranting about all of the developments that are popping up because they need new schools. I can't learn in the schools that we've got. We've got to build new ones. <laughs> and then my taxes increase. I said, well, Dad, it's a growing area. You know, what are you going to have kids standing outside the window trying <laughs> to learn because they don't have enough seats? One sits in the chair, one sits on the desk. Right. That'll work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The kids are in the coat closet. <laughs> and he's so mad. I mean, he is so mad about his taxes are going up to fund new schools and why when I was a kid, you know, and it's that. Mm-hmm. You know, one-room schoolhouse, we learned just fine. I was on the track team. We had cinders, and we didn't need fancy rubber. And I said, do you ever think that people's bodies got torn up because you ran track in high school? <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. I got you. New okay. technology. Right. We'll have none of that. We didn't have fancy stadiums. Why, George McGinnis 
played basketball in a place that was just fine. Okay, you pick the outlier. <laughs> we used a peach basket right. nailed to a piece of plywood, and it was fine. Everybody can find something like that. Right. You know, it was 110 degrees every day in the classroom, and we learned just fine. <laughs> Dad. Bunch of wimps. You got pit stains in your t-shirt. Did you notice that? No. <laughs> Kathy was trying to, she didn't want to manage dying parents on two different parts of the state. So she was trying to get my dad, who's highly allergic to animal dander. Mom has cats that leave fur like falling snow. (laughs) How is that going to work? He already can't breathe. Right. So now you want him to move into a place with cats that are literally fur balls like tumbleweeds in the house. (laughs) I vacuum that place and all of a sudden it's like fur city again, like the next day. There's going to be time when nobody's at the house. Right. What are we going to do with the cats? And she goes, well, you can take them. Let me introduce you to Jeffrey. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a catastrophe. (laughs) (laughs) Rare. Yeah, it would be. Jeffrey, like, "Mm, play toy. Let me introduce you to the dog that has hunting dog genes in him and goes on point with concrete geese. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that he's farsighted. Time to get him some glasses? Yes. <laughs> and they could be the kind like athletes wear. Doggles. Yes. <laughs> See, dog goggles. Yes. Doggles. Yes. That's it. We've got a brand now. Register that. <laughs> we should do that because I know that people will buy them. Doggles.com. There you go. Probably taken. Go to GoDaddy and see if it is. <laughs> what are those idiots in Alaska? Jules family. There's a TV show about Jules' family. They don't want you to know that it's Jules' family. Oh, I don't know anything about it. Oh, my God. Hilljacks are upset that these idiots are giving them a bad name. If the Clampets had stupid offspring, they moved to Alaska. It's these people. And it's really Jules' family? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, she's dating Kevin Costner now. <laughs> no, I did not know that. If you would keep up with your junk magazine, you would know that. <laughs> Do what makes you happy. Jewel. <laughs> <laughs> Any other celebrities dating other than Kelsey and what's her name? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, yeah. Boy, the Swifties are mad at me right now. Yeah. Time Magazine Person of the Year. <laughs> you know, old what's her name? I mean, Jewel? Is she Person of the Year? Taylor Swift was, yeah. Do you buy that title? What would make her Person of the Year? She presents a persona of wholesomeness and positivity. Okay. And her fan base can relate to that. Wholesomeness. And I'm not being critical. There are some pretty sexy outfits that she wears. Quite wholesome. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she's shopping at Frederick's of Hollywood. Maybe she's shopping at Frederick's and then she's altering the outfit. Costumers. Yes. There's some dancing violinist that makes her own. Have you seen her? Lindsay Sterling? Yeah. I didn't know she made her own costumes. Yeah, she does. How do you know her? Do you guys exchange Christmas cards? <laughs> Everybody knows the dancing violinist. Are you stupid? You pulled that out of thin air. You knew her name. <laughs> I did. Is that her wiki page? Dancing violinist. That's on her business card. <laughs> I do birthday parties. I do- <laughs> Bob mitzvahs. Wakes. Whatever you need. Oh, I might need that. I've got her card. Okay, good. That's good. <laughs> Let's see. We're going to be eulogizing dad and then, hey, dancing violinist. You know any? Well, I happen to know one. 
She's booked. I'm sorry. She's playing a 50,000-seat stadium. She doesn't really have time for your dog and pony show. Jewel's available. <laughs> <laughs> she's looking for work. Does she have a career right now? Not like she did. She's singing Wonder Bread commercials. She's resting on her laurels, I believe, at this point. Flowers? <laughs> no, that's a bush. Boy, that doesn't sound right either. She's resting on her bush. That wouldn't be good. <laughs> that's Kevin Costner. <laughs> Hi, this is Andy. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please be sure to subscribe and share. Remember, laughter is contagious. Help us spread it by telling a friend.